1: welcome back to dropping the gloves. I hope everyone's doing well. We're here on a Monday, Tim, September 20th. Very exciting. How are you? We're dude. We're great. We're both wearing uh dropping the glove shirts. Yours um. is much nicer than mine. I like that little swag we got. I know. Very good. I like getting free clothes. I wear whatever people send me. So send me some clothes, and I will wear them because I am a cheap, shameless human being. That being said, you know what else is not shameless? What? Our Fan Tracks Fantasy League.
0: I can't believe it's taken off already. We
1: got almost 100 people have already uh, signed up for the league. It's very exciting. We have, for some reason, we can only get 200 spots. It's a very, you know, it's not the 2,000 like I talked about. We went a little more exclusive, 200. So sign up, get in our Fantrax League. The winner gets huge prizes. Fantrax has weekly head-to-head matchups. Ours is a points league. We did a budget league. Whatever. What does that mean, Tim? It's a budget league.
0: So in order to fit as many people as possible into this league, we can't do a draft because otherwise we just, we'd just we all have like terrible players on our team. So what, the way it works is we get a $500 budget, and you just can make the best team you can for $500. So there'll be some overlapping players. Like There's certain guys who will be on different teams, and that's okay. Um, and you can change it throughout the league. You get daily roster changes. You get a weekly head-to-head matchup every week. It's a points matchup. Um, I haven't done a league like this before, so I'm excited. And it's – I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I started looking at the players. It's hard. It's hard fitting a good team under a salary cap. It's not hard. It's part of the me. challenge.
1: It'll be fun. We'll do a whole episode, maybe two, on fantasy hockey because there is an art to it. Much like there's an art to everything in life. You can't just go up and pick your favorite players and expect to win. You can't. Go, it's like a real team. It is. But this way it's easier because you know how good the players are. So you're not like paying for someone for their future. You're paying for them for one year, and you already know how good they're going to be. So it should be very simple. I will I'm guessing come in the top 5% of this league and you will come in last because like you just said <laughs> it is very hard for you to wrap your head around how to draft a good team.
0: Well, it's $500 and Connor McDavid's like $92, so you you want to pick the best player but he's 20% of your roster, so you can't.
1: Yeah, I know. So you have to do value value picks, but you do need to spend money on those top end guys. Right. Who are going to get you points every single you're you're basically locking in Connor McDavid for 2 to 3 points a game. That's it. You, and he's worth it. You're right? setting him. He's going to get two points every single game. He's going to get. Pl- I don't know what the points tier systems are for shots or plus minus or power play points or whatever maybe. But yes, I, I do not envision my team having Connor McDavid. I will just let that cat out of the bag. But anyways, go to fantrax.com forward slash dtg join up our uh, league the league name is dropping the gloves and we'll have some fun it'll be it'll be a good time like I said winner gets some prizes and we can just talk some trash I love talking trash in the chat room the it's just it makes it fun it makes it worthwhile it's it's a fun fun way to spend your time so go to fantrackscom forward slash DtG and enjoy the fun with us. And then you can do it for all the other sports. Football, baseball, basketball, everything you can imagine you can play on fan tracks. All right, Tim, what are we talking about today? There's some, we're, we're going to recap the Pacific Division. I got sidetracked last episode about Evander Kane. By the way, I thought I was going to get some, you know, negative feedback on that. All positive. Everybody hates Evander. and And I think that makes me feel good. So I I was pleasantly surprised by all our viewers. I think Chris sent me a nice email. Was it Chris? I can't remember his name. Sent me a nice email saying, you know what? I'm from San Jose. Totally agree with everything you said. Um, Evander needs to get his act. Yes, it was Chris. I'm not going to say his last name. I don't know. You never know. Cancel culture. But anyways, thank you, Chris, for the kind email. And yes, I agree. I need to join the Sharks again. And so does Owen Nolan. Did you know Owen Nolan and I played for the same junior team back in the day, the Thorough Blackhawks? At the same time? Not at the same time. He's about 20 years my senior, but he was my my captain, the assistant captain on my first team when I entered the NHL, Minnesota Wild. Cowboy.
0: He you talked about how grumpy he was, Took
1: me under my wing, under his wing. Great, great guy. Very grumpy. Ornery.
0: Tell the one-timer story.
1: Well, I don't want to bore people, but I will. So he was injured. And we were doing a drill where he would circle around the circle. The, the puck would be dumped in the corner by the coach. I would go and retrieve it. I would have to get it from from the post to the the trapezoid area. I'd pick it up. I would curl up the corner, and I'd have to hit Owen Nolan, who was coming around the circle for a one-time shot on Nicholas Backstrom. It was a who's who of hockey players in that drill because I think Nicholas Backstrom was obviously rehabbing or just out there for fun. So we did a one. Uh, I missed the pass because he's, he's coming around. He's a left shot. And so I'm trying to open up or pass it on my backhand. It was a difficult angle, and I'm heading up the ice, and he's heading back towards the net. So it was a tough pass, and I missed the pass, totally missed him. Second time, it was a little too far in front of him. He had to take it on his backhand, forehand shot. Next one, he had to take it off his skate. It happened four or five or six times. And finally, because I didn't know where he wanted it. I didn't know if he wanted it on his backhand. I didn't know if he wanted it, like, off his skate. Some guys like to kick it off your skate for a one-timer. And I go, hey um, Owen, like while well, we're getting a drink of water, because it's a conditioning drill, like we're working hard. He go, I go, hey Owen, where where do you want it? And we're gonna have to get someone to bleep this. I won't, I'll, I just won't say it. But he goes on my uh, on my bleeping tape, and that was it. No encouragement, no like, you know what? It's a tough drill. Just you know, anywhere is good. Like most vets would be like, you know, you're doing fine. Just you know, throw it right here. That'd be a good spot for it. I'll, I'll figure it out from here. He goes on my bleep and tape and turns around and skates away. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what? I'm sorry. Because I was just brand new to the team. Like, I I was still fresh out of the bag. And he was this guy who'd been in the league for 20 some years, Owen Nolan, All-Stars. You know, he's just Owen Nolan. And I was just like, this guy is the biggest jerk ever. And then we became really good friends. So, welcome to the NHL. Owen Nolan says, put on my and tape. And I said, okay. And did I go out and put it on his tape? You better believe I did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's that same year we had Jacques Lemaire as a coach. He was very efficient with his practices. He did not waste time. You skated hard to every drill. You skated hard between drills. You got your work done, and you got off the ice. The players loved it. Everything was crisp, precise. Boom, 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 boom. Same thing with the pregame skate. So we had a game that night. It was a pregame skate. The whole team's out there. Very old school. Everybody does pregame skates. Not nowadays where half the team's off the ice, half the team's on the ice. Some guys are stretching. Some guys are doing their own thing. No. Everybody was on the ice. It was a 15-minute it was like a routine. Everybody knew what to do. Bing, 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 bing. For whatever reason, no one could hit a pass. No one was clicking. Passes were sailing down the ice. And it was funny. The guy's were like, Yeah, yeah, you suck, like this and that, like chirping the other guys. Jock was was not having it. He called us into the middle. He's like, I'm not gonna waste my time. I want you guys to be precise. This isn't a joke. We have a game tonight. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Most of it was in French, and most of it was just laden with explicitives. Explicitives? Explos- expletives expletives there we go and so of course this is my rookie year again I am the next one in line and I have the next pass and so we're doing another kind of horseshoe drill in a pregame skate you're not trying to reinvent the wheel you're just trying to get the hands going get the feet going turn the brain off that's what you're trying to do so it's a drill where the forward or defense when you start in your own zone you circle around the center dot you get a pass so it's a very simple pass play I am so nervous after this meeting in the middle. Jacques laced us, laced into us. He just was like, be sharp or we're done. I'm the very next pass. I sail my puck a good 15 feet, not even close to the guy's tape. Boop, calls us into the middle. Tears a strip off, off us again. Get off the ice. Orders everyone off the ice. Like I'm talking, he's like, guys who stale for shots, goalies, I don't care, get off the ice. You better be better tonight. And I was just like, I was like, I'm getting sent down. My career's over. And I know it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but as a rookie, first few months in the season, the Hall of Fame coach is telling the whole team to get off the ice because of your bad pass. You're like, oh my gosh, my life's over. I like sweated that whole, uh, like that whole nap, that whole thing. I think I had a good game, but man, oh man. well, there probably
0: have been guys whose career ended over something like that. Oh, without a
1: doubt. Yeah, little things like that where it's just like he doesn't have it. He's, he's a bad player. Once a coach gets an idea of a player, a fringe player, a bubble player, it's hard for that coach to change his perception on that player. So I was like, oh, no, like he thinks I'm this guy who can't pass. And he was probably right. But that wasn't my game. My game wasn't skating and passing and shooting, Tim. <laughs> it was other things I did. I was a good locker room guy. You want to have a beer after the game? You call up Big John. It'll be great. On the plane, I'll play some cards. I was I was more a morale booster. I made millions of dollars being a morale booster. Good locker room guy. That's what my agent would sell me. as. who I just got done with breakfast with, by the way. That's why I'm late. My agent's in town. He's watching the prospects camp. Went on and had a little cup of coffee, a little breakfast. It was nice. Ben Hankinson, shout out. Octagon Hockey. If you're a prospect... Go to Octagon, they're good. All right, what like like I was talking about before? What are we talking about, Tim? There's a lot going on. The teams are gearing up for this season. There's a prospects camp. We got sidetracked last time about Evander Kane. We're gonna cover some of the other Pacific teams, and but there's some other news. There's some rumblings in New York. What's going on in the Windy Apple, Tim?
0: The Windy Apple. Um yeah, so it's like, you know, the season's approaching. We're about three 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 to four weeks before the season starts. Um and it feels like it's a little bit of a calm before the storm from the news cycle perspective. It's not a ton going on. Um, but there's something really interesting happening in New York where the Rangers haven't had a captain since Ryan McDonough left a couple of years ago. I think 17 18 was his last season with the with the Rangers before he got traded. Um and there was a Panarin spoke, I think, in a Russian interview where he was asked if he wanted to be captain. And he said some interesting things. I'm going to read the quote here. But the answer is that he doesn't. Here's a quote. I think we have more deserving candidates for that role now, Panarin said. Would I want it? I'd rather say no, actually. It's just not putting a letter on the sweater and walking around taking pictures. It's a lot of rough work in the locker room. And it's not just about playing good hockey. You also have to give your energy between the periods, motivate guys, giving interviews, being the face of the franchise, Overall, it's a lot of work off the ice. I think I'm more effective in hockey, and I'm afraid that I won't be an effective captain. I don't even speak English. How can I motivate? I can only influence with my own game, and they will listen to me without any letters. All right, John, what's your takeaway from that quote right there?
1: You know, a part of me wants to, you know, rip a new and saying, you got to be that leader, you got to take that role, take some responsibility. You're the face of the franchise. I love his honesty. I I have to respect that. I'm not mad at him. Like he knows his game. He knows what he's good and what he's not good at. And that's hard to do these days, knowing your limitations. Most people think they can do anything. They can take on anything. I'm the best. I'll, I'll I'll tackle anything. He's being like, no, I I can't. I don't want to be captain. I would not be a good captain. Good. I think good for Panarin. I I like that. If you're the New York Rangers, you would like him to, you know, to answer differently. He would like him to be. Yes, I would. I would be honored to be the captain. I would be honored to fill the shoes of the Brian Leeches of the world, you know, and be that next great New York leader because they haven't had one, you know, in a long time. So it's uh, it's refreshing that he's honest about it. But is it the answer the New York Rangers wanted? Obviously not. There are good European leaders, captains in this league who don't speak English that well you know there's Ovechkin there's uh, Lanuskog speaks pretty good english but there there are leaders captains who are not from canada or united states but you know how
0: is how it is, is what it is How was koivu with the english
1: he was good you know he, I, I he wasn't it wasn't his first language obviously but he he the problem in minnesota was there was a lot of finnish guys so he would talk to this finnish guys there was anti miettinen the nick backstrom the miku koivu there, there was and there's a handful of other guys and then there was the French group. That was that team was the most clicky team I've ever been on because there was the French Canadians, there was the Finnish guys, and then there was the Canadians who didn't speak French. And there was very few of us. There was a lot of French Canadians. Even the coaching staff, there was a lot of Finnish. And then there was us. Like It, it was a very strange locker room in that in that sense where every, there was three different languages going and it was just, yeah, you weren't really friends with everybody. But um, I don't know. Do you like this? It's a strange thing to wrap your head around, your best player saying he doesn't want to be the face of the franchise.
0: I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you because like, part of me wants to rip him for, you know, you want your best players to be your leaders, to wear your A's and the C's and to, um, you know, lead that team. But he kind of makes that comment too about, you know, I can, I can be a leader without wearing any letters. I can be the guy that the, the others follow. Um, but it's not the answer you want. And I'm going to kind of keep going here with, Uh, The Rangers general manager, Chris he said it was a priority to name the captain this season, Um, and he wants to kind of work with the coach, Gallant, and figure out who that's going to be. But they don't really have an obvious one, right? I mean, Kreider's been there the longest, but he's not the best player on their team. You got Zibanejad, Truba. I mean, Adam Fox is 21, 22 years old. Maybe he's a future captain, but none of these guys really stand out. And you look past that roster, there's a lot of new faces in that locker room. So I'm not sure... I mean Ryan Strom. He's not really a serious pick either, right? Um, So I don't know. Maybe they won't have one. You need a captain. I think you can go maybe one year
1: without having a captain. Going two years, it's a little bit much. Now three, you you need a captain. But going back to his um, his comment about you need to be the guy between periods. You know, being being the guy who motivate the guys, being the energy guy. You don't have to be that if you're the captain. Uh, I've played for captains who weren't the most you know, vocal guys in the locker room. I played for captains who are super duper vocal. So you, there's a balance there and you lead in your own way. And I, I just think he doesn't want to do the interviews. And I think he just doesn't want to have that pressure and rightfully so good for him. But there are really, really effective captains who just go out there and play the game and say, follow me. This is how I'm going to lead. And, you know, I think he would be a good captain. But that's just me. I, I think you want your best player to be your captain. I think that says a lot to your team. But it is what it is. He he doesn't want that pressure. He just wants to go out and play. I think he is more of a guy who just goes out and plays his game. He doesn't want to deal with the stuff between periods. He doesn't want to deal with the stuff after the game. He wants to go out, lace up his skates, and then leave the rink, and that's it. And, I, you know, you can't fault him for that. But, I don't know. I, it's not the answer that Drury wants to hear. For being a captain... I think you go young. I think you pick a Fox. I don't think you pick Truba. I don't think you, you can't pick Crider. Zabinajad's been in trade rumors for the last few years. They they don't have a very, very strong option here. So if Drew Brees made that comment, and he said it's a priority, you got to go Fox. Even though he is a good six, seven, eight years younger than everybody else who he named, there's no other logical pick here. Like, who, who would you pick, honestly, though? On this roster, there's nobody who makes sense other than him. He just won the Norris. He's a good young defenseman. He's going to be on this team for a decade plus. I have no idea how he is in the locker room, but he speaks English, and apparently that's a requisite for um, Panarin, so he's got that going for him. Who, who are you picking
0: other than Fox? I, I thought about this all weekend. I, I don't really have an answer. I guess Fox would – be the guy the precedent's been set for young players being named captain at such a young age already like the last couple of years hershire um i'm sure i'm getting more landis Cog, and then obviously go back to crosby and, and taze and those guys like there's a precedent for well, this
1: mcdavid matthews no Tavares is captain there but yeah. They, yeah there's stamkos there's vincent Lecavier oh it's not uncommon for young guys to be named captain so it'll be it has been a jatter fox it'll be one of those two guys And we'll see what happens there. I don't think it's a huge deal. I don't think it's a big deal these days to have – like, you need a captain to lead the team. I don't think teams are built that way anymore. I I don't think it's a huge issue. Drury wants somebody. Yeah, he talks to the the ref between periods. He's the guy you communicate with through the players. So it's good to have a guy you can bounce ideas off of to be the go-between between the coach and the GM and the players. That's always nice to have, but again, you have the leadership group. That's what they do. There's a group of guys on every team. They meet with the GM, they meet with the coach, and then they funnel that information back to the players. And conversely, they meet with the players, they funnel that information back to the coach and the GM. So that's how you kind of distribute information on a team. It's not just like anybody has free reign to go and talk to the GM or coach whenever they want. They if you have an issue, you bring it to whoever and they bring it to the coach. So that's how it works. Right? It's like that in any business. What are you rubbing your stomach Sounds for? good. Are you hungry?
0: Um, yeah. I didn't go breakfast with my agent this morning. Oh,
1: then you should get DoorDash. Listen up, everybody. I'm sure you've heard me say it before. I'll say it again. DoorDash is the best, premier, number one, top dog food delivery system in the game. They get your food piping hot to your door unless you're getting sushi. Then it's ice cold. Whatever you want it, however you want it, they'll get it to you. Go to DoorDash. Use the app. Use the website, DoorDash.com, or use the app. On any phone, Android, flip phone, Samsung, Apple, DoorDash app, use no promo code yet. Just go go there, tell them we sent you. You won't be sorry that you used it. So go to DoorDash, get yourself some food. They're a big supporter of our show, and we honestly use them, and it's a pleasure to use DoorDash every time we use them. So go to DoorDash, get some food. You'll be happy. Did you get food this Sunday from DoorDash? Saturday. Saturday. What would you get?
0: I got a tropical smoothie cafe. Yeah, oh, nice. it's really good. I get a smoothie and a nice sandwich. It was great. Oh, you're so lucky. Don't have to leave my apartment.
1: DoorDash. Ding dong. DoorDash is here. Very exciting stuff. Vancouver Canucks Tim. Heard of them? Break them down. Tell you are I would say a Vancouver Canucks insider. You're you're very in touch with Pedersen. He is your favorite player in the NHL. You talk about him all the time. He's not number 1. He's up there. All the time. But um what do you think of the Vancouver Canucks? Is, is it another repeat of last year, how they just, like, dumped in the bed? Or are they going to have a bounce-back season?
0: I hope they have a bounce-back season. I think this is one of the, the more exciting teams to kind of keep an eye on based on the players, based on the division they're in. I think there's potential there. Um, the big question mark right now is Hughes and Pedersen are still unsigned. So Pedersen um, can be offer-sheeted, which we don't think he will be. Um, he cannot, there's something in his contract, just the way it's structured, one of those little asterisk things that he can't be offer sheeted. But, um, the GM Benny made some interesting comments over the weekend and I'm going to read it here. He said, quote, there's no angry sides, which is kind of an interesting way to talk about it. He said, we're just trying to work through it out to figure it, work through it to figure out how to make everyone happy. We talk every day or every second day. We've got a week before main camp starts. We, so we have time to get it done and get these guys in camp. I don't know what the question was. I didn't watch the full interview where he said there's no angry sides. But is that a strange thing to say there?
1: Well, the reporter probably asked him if there's any animosity. Why is there no contract signed? Like, it's getting very, very close to the start of the season. You've had all offseason, a very long offseason for the Vancouver Canucks. They didn't make the playoffs. Like, they've been sitting on their hands for months and months and months and months. And Jim Benning has had all the time in the world to negotiate with Pedersen and Hughes. So what's the issue? Why are these guys not signed? You look at all the other RFAs they've signed for the most part. There's still a few handful out there. And Benning's like, listen, no one's angry. We're negotiating. We're trying to work through this. But the, the crux of the issue is these guys want either a short term or a long term with a bigger amount of money. So, you know, we're not going to give in to these players. And I think the players these days are trying to – take all the control away from the GMs. They're setting the market. They're saying, this is what I want. This is this is it. I'm not budging off of this price, or I'm not budging off of this term. You see Kaprizov doing it with Minnesota. We see Pedersen and Hughes doing it here. You see Brady Kachuk doing it in Ottawa. The players think they have all the power, and they think that because GMs have caved in other situations where they've given the players what they wanted. So what do they do? Benning's like, I, I can't keep giving out these bridge deals – and losing players, and I'm not going to give these guys a monstrosity of a contract for seven years and pay them a ton of money when they don't deserve it yet. So, what do we do? We're we're just kind of we're at a cross in the roads, and no one's budging. So, we'll see what happens. I don't I don't know what I don't know I don't know what kind of offers they've you know given to these players. I don't know what the players are demanding or asking for, but it's not a good situation when your two best players are unsigned going into camp. If they're still not signed the Vancouver Canucks are they are going absolutely nowhere, absolutely nowhere. So hopefully Benning can figure this out. But right now it's its not a good situation for Vancouver because they've done a lot of good work this offseason to try to revamp that team and inject some life after what happened last year. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Tim?
0: In a situation like this, do you think Hughes and Pedersen are like communicating with each other yeah. at all? Like as friends, as the star players on that team, or is it all business?
1: Well, I bet you they're they're not communicating in a sense of like colluding, being like, listen, I want this much, you want this much, let's let's work together. I bet you they're talking every few not days, weeks, saying, hey, are you talking to Benning? What's going on? What's your agent saying? and just getting a feel for if they're getting the same message because Benning has to negotiate these two guys separately, but they're connected. It's almost like the Kane and Taves in Chicago when they signed the exact same deal or the Sutter and Perize. suitor, suitor. But yeah, it, it's the same kind of situation where they're very similar players, similar age, they produce the same, but there is a big question mark on both of these guys or if they're, are they going to continue to progress or are they going to stay at this level? So uh, yeah, they're, they're talking and they're, they're, trying to get similar money, I would imagine. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I do not envy a GM in this situation because you're trying to do the right thing. You're trying to protect your team long-term because you don't want to be locked into these contracts when they just look really bad. But you're also trying to ice the best team, and these guys are obviously world-class players, and they they need to be you know, suited up for game one for the Vancouver Canucks, or else you're going nowhere. So... Gosh, it's it's hard to be a GM these days because these kids think they deserve the world and they really haven't earned it yet. So it's interesting. The The young kids, they have all the power. It's the way it's going and it's not going to stop. And the more you give into them, I don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing they're giving into them, but it affects, it, it trickles down from there. The more money you give to these young kids, the less money there is for the middle class, the less money there is for the for the vet who's done with his entry-level contract, if the GMs are in- investing more money now for these kids right after their entry-level contract, there's no money left when your entry-level contract is over. So the vet who's 27, 28, 29, they're getting less than they usually would. So that's where the money comes from.
0: The middle class is gone, Tim. So Dead. I don't know if this qualifies as a middle class or upper class, but Brock Besser is entering a contract season right now. He's got one more year in his deal where he's Um, He's making 5.875 for one more year. And then he's going to be a free agent and he's going to be a UFA. What do you expect out of him this season?
1: Well, he's, I was actually just talking about him at breakfast with my agent because he's Brock Besser's agent. And I've skated with Brock when I was, um, you know, in shape and a lot younger. Uh, He's, he's a goal scorer. You know, he, he averages if if he gets you thirty, thirty five goals, that's a good season for him. He's not gonna light it up and score fifty goals, but he's also conversely on the opposite side, he's not gonna lay an egg and score ten goals. He's he's a pretty consistent thirty goal scorer, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, he is. Over the last four seasons and he's missed some games either through injury and obviously the lockout, COVID, all that, but he's averaged or he's gotten twenty nine, twenty six, sixteen, twenty three. Over that's over that span in a full eighty two game season, he's gonna get you about thirty goals and seventy points.
1: Which is great, like that's a that's a six million dollar player, I think. Don't you think? I mean, he's making five point eight seven five now. I think he'd be happy to sign that same contract again. I think when he signed this contract, he had the expectations of potentially moving into that next tier of goal scores, the Matthews, the Ovechkins, the Stamkoses, those types of players. It never really did happen, but you know, he's a good second tier, second level goal scorer, and you're going to get five six million out of that guy.
0: And I think, I don't know if it was rookie year or one of his, or maybe his second year, but the second half of the season, he just lit the world on fire. And he yeah. scored like 20 goals in the last 40 games or something. And we thought, okay, this kid's going to be the next Tarasenko, Matthews, Ovechkin, whatever. Um, do you think he's still got that potential or is he kind of a, is who he is at this point?
1: I think he is, you know, he is who he is. And it's not a bad thing. Like he's a very effective player. He, he scores the goals when, when you need him to score. He's good on the power play, he's good off the rush. He's got just a laser for a shot. He's got a quick release. He, what what more do you want? Not everybody can be the superstar. Not everybody can put up 50 goals. This guy's scoring 30 goals a year in the NHL consistently. Sign him, plug him in your lineup. You know what you're going to get. Put him on the second line on the wing. First first line power play. Bingo, bango, bongo. Easy, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Brock Besser, I like him. Any team would be lucky to have him. And he puts the seats in the butts in the seats with the women. <laughs> Boy, that guy is sexy. He is. If you have not seen a handsome Brock Besser, or a handsome man, just Google Brock Besser, and you can thank me later.
0: We've had multiple Canucks on the show talking about how good, this, good looking this guy is.
1: How can you not? It's distracting. It's, it's honestly distracting. How it, the goalies must be mesmerized. That he must get a few goals a year just based on the goalies <laughs> going side to side and be like, "Was that what goal?" I'm like, oh darn it. Anyways, Brock, he'll he'll get his money. It won't be in Vancouver. So we'll see what happens with that situation. I, I think he moves on from Vancouver, maybe Minnesota, maybe somewhere closer to home, maybe somewhere where they're going to win cuz is Vancouver going to win Tim. Talk about their additions, talk about if they have any chance of competing this year.
0: So they traded for Oliver Eckman Larson and Connor Garland that trade with Arizona. I think they uh, I think Arizona ate half of OEL's contract and then, then they signed Connor Garland who was a, who was an RFA. Two good additions. I don't. You don't really know what you're going to get from OEL. Well, he, he probably locked the heavy minutes. I don't know what kind of points he's going to put up. He's probably manning that second power play unit, assuming they signed Quinn Hughes to run the first one. But two good players. They signed Jarrell Halak as a backup goalie, who's pretty good for a backup. He's probably one of the better backup options in the league, even at this age. Uh, they signed Travis Hamannick. That kind of slid under the radar. I didn't catch that, but good for him. Uh, good for them for getting him. as a solid stay and a home defenseman. And then uh, Jason Dickinson, this guy from Dallas, who I don't really know much about, but they gave him over $2 million a year. Um, so good, they brought in a good group of players, and if they can bring these guys in and still sign Pedersen and Hughes, I think they'll be a playoff team this year.
1: I agree. I think last year was an aberration. They just had a down year for whatever reason. I don't know what happened. They obviously got hit with COVID early. They missed a bunch of games. That affected their just gelling as a team. They they, they are a very good team. Everybody, they were everyone's popular pick to come out of the West. Everybody was all in on Vancouver. I know we were. But listen, when you can ice, like we said, the affirmation, Brock Besser, JT Miller is an underrated centerman in this league. You know, he's been on the show. He's a very solid player. They got Quinn Hughes. He'll sign. That deal will get done. They got Bo Horvat, their captain, who's an absolute moose out there. And then Hoglander will take the next step. Hopefully their D core can kind of round in. They sign Hominick, who's still a serviceable defenseman. They got OEL, Tyler Myers. Like, they have a good team. And if they fail again this year, it's not on the GM. It's on them. The big question mark for them is goaltender, right? Who's going to show up to be their goaltender? Are they going to have any – you know, last year was a complete train wreck – Demko stepped up. He played well. Hope he was a just terrible. So how is the goaltending situation going to be squared away? But they have to be better than what they were last year. They have to be better than Calgary. They have to be better than every other Canadian team pretty much other than Toronto and Edmonton. Maybe that will be a push, but I, I like them – coming out of the Pacific Division. Like I said, Vegas is going to win that division. Then it's going to be Edmonton-Vancouver, I think, following up those two. and
0: it's, then It's it, the weakest division, I think. It's oh, by far the weakest,
1: without a doubt. You, you could put, well, other than the East, they have Buffalo. I think any team in that Eastern Division with Buffalo in that division, every other team but Buffalo goes in the Pacific and is a top three team.
0: Not Red Wings or Ottawa. I guess you're right. I don't know. This is the weakest
1: division, though. By by far, hands down, there's only really one good team, and that's Vegas, maybe Edmonton. I don't even think they're that good. But, yeah, Vegas is the team. Vancouver is the question mark. If they can turn it around, Pedersen gets signed, Hughes gets signed. They revert back to two years ago when they were just on fire and they were so fun to watch. They added the players that they needed to add. Connor Garland, he's a scoring punch. He's a good young forward. OEL is that dynamic defenseman who can jump up in the rush. Get those guys to puck initially and be that secondary wave, which you need in NHL these days to kind of get that secondary wave so you can score some goals. And Halak will hopefully settle down that goaltending crease. He's a good goaltender. He never really has had the chance to be the guy. I don't know if he'll be the guy in Vancouver. It'll be Demko, but we'll see how it it pans out. I like Vancouver, though. I really, really like him.
0: I got to read a text that I just got. From Who? A listener. So they'll they'll text me from time to time just because John will give out my cell phone number from time to time. Um, this guy, Craig, just texted me literally right now. Tim, my wife and I had our first child over the weekend. You will be happy to know that Dropping the Gloves is the first podcast my son has ever listened to.
1: Oh, thank you. Isn't that cool? I thought you were going to say we named him John <laughs> or, <laughs> named Tim him or Tim or something. Well, that's nice. Uh, Craig, was it? Craig. Thank you, Craig. Congrats to you and your wife. That's very neat. And thank you for texting Tim. Doesn't that make you feel a little warm and fuzzy? Someone's texting you after their first child's born?
0: Yeah. Kind of cool. Tim, will you be the godfather? Yes,
1: Of course. That kid's not a good spiritual advisor. All right. What else? We got the big guy signed again, Tim. Yeah. Big daddy. Big I'm daddy, happy for him. Big daddy, 44 years old, signs with the... He's going back to where it all began. The New York Islanders. Good for him. He started there in 1997. Co- coincidentally, that's when uh, Matthew Barzell was born. Isn't that funny? It's crazy. He's like 18 years older than Matthew Barzell. Or Barzell, whatever you want to say. It. That's kind of cool. Does he... Are they going for the oldest decor in um, NHL history? Him and Andy Green?
0: Yeah, they're up there.
1: It's unbelievable those two guys are still playing the game. Green's got to be, what, 39?
0: He's up there. Yeah, he's actually not as old as I thought. He's like 37. 30, 37, 38? Yeah. it's
1: crazy stuff. D- does he help them at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, is is he doesn't... I don't know. He doesn't push him up the rankings at all, but...
1: I, I had know. him. I had him. Stanley Cup contenders. How cool would that be if he went back and won there? It would be neat to see him kind of put a cap on his career with the with the New York
0: Islanders and win a Stanley Cup.
1: That'd be neat. There, I, it's a good story. This it is, really is
0: way, way, way early prediction. But if they did win it, does he get the cup second?
1: No. I don't think so. There's there's other guys in that team who have put in the time, the Brock Nelsons, the Anders Lees the Green. Zach Parisi. He's not there. Andy Green. Yep. Those types of players. Who did they sign? It wasn't Parisi. It was um. Did they get Sutter? Palmieri Sutter.
0: No, they signed Parisi. Parisi. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I was right. Parisi would get it before Chara. Because he's uh, already won. Yeah, Char's already got his cup. Preezy's been around for a long time. No, he he would be fifth or sixth. Well, because he would have to get dressed, right? And then come on the ice. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. He's not playing. He's not, he's gonna be a healthy scratch for the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, so that kind of takes the shine off of it when he's just not even showered. Or not even sweating, and he's just kind of getting dressed. But now that's the good for him. Another friend of the show, Zach Smith, retired. Nice guy. Good interview. Good kid. Didn't really pan out in Chicago. No. So good for him. He had a good career. He kind of mm-hmm. He was a good power forward. He had some really good seasons in Ottawa. Put up some surprisingly really good numbers there.
0: He had twenty five goals in fifteen sixteen. Like which that's is, pretty cool. Yeah, but anyway, the nicest guys we ever had on. Like, he was so normal. So normal. So like I, it was just talking to like anybody. He was a good dude. Yeah, yeah, I liked him.
1: And he's retired though, so you don't have to talk about him anymore. All right, you have a trivia question for our listeners, Tim. We'll let's, wrap let's it out him. here.
0: I, I asked it on Twitter yesterday. I think maybe one person got it, but I didn't. I didn't acknowledge it yet which active player has the most career games played without a Stanley Cup final appearance I never made it to the Stanley Cup finals
1: wow because Patty made it that one year yep oh most career active games played is it Keith Yandel
0: no he's up there He's I think he's
1: second um, for Andy that. Green no no nope. he saw some time with the Devils I would imagine who is it
0: it's Ryan Suter
1: Oh Okay That's nice to know Does he break that This year With Dallas Yeah No They made the Stanley Cup Two years ago I know Alright No he doesn't Interesting Wow I got the guy in second That's pretty good Alright you know Where Ryan Suter Is going to be on Fan tracks He's going to be on my team because I'm going to draft him. He's going to have a bounce back year. And I want everybody to join me on Fantrax for our Fantasy Hockey League and any other league you want to sign up for. If you guys have a league with your friends, money league, best ball league, head-to-head, dynasty, auction, all the leagues you can imagine, and, and then more, head over to Fantrax. It's the best, best, best site for your fantasy needs. They have everything you've ever thought of, everything that your league is lacking, whether it's Yahoo, ESPN, whatever junk league you're on now, Fantrax is better. They do it quicker, and they do it more often. It's just a better, better platform for your fantasy games. I don't just say that because they're paying me a ton of money to say it. I say it because I mean it. And I use Fantrax. I love Fantrax. So check it out. Go to Fantrax.com forward slash DTG. Get yourself some fantasy action, and you will not – be upset and sign up for our league dropping the gloves
0: i have to say i've used fan before i've never been a commissioner of the Fantrax league it honestly is the most customizable every single thing like you you've probably tried it on espn or and you couldn't figure it out or it's not allowed it's allowed in fan tracks. it's very very customizable it's pretty cool
1: it is and, and like i said we are doing an ad for them, but we actually use them. They're a very, very good website, so check it out. You will not be sorry. Move all your leagues over there. It's a good. It's free, so why not? Give it a try for one year if you don't like it. Go back to your other league, but you will like it, so you'll stay there forever. Fantrax.com. The important part is Fantrax.com forward slash DTG. We can get a little honey from your guys' Switch. Thank you very much for listening, everybody, and we will see you on Wednesday. Cheers.